now with the latest from the world of technology. This is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 164. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer technology. Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, and thanks for finding us. If you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, well, we've just returned from the IFA show in Berlin. Uh, we'll wrap up what we saw, including Samsung's new Sleep Sense and Ultra HD Blu-ray player, the Huawei Mate S smartphone that stole Apple's thunder with a force touch screen, and the new Lenovo tablet with a built-in projector, and the cool new BB-8 Star Wars toy droid from Sphero. In the Tech Guide interview, we're going to chat with Sony Mobile's product marketing manager, Diana Gonzalez, about the Sony Mobile's family of Xperia Z5 smartphones. In the Tech Guide help desk, we're going to do a bit of a rumor roundup about this week's Apple event to sort fact from fiction. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Lots to talk about. Let's jump straight in. Well, as I mentioned, we have just got off the plane from Berlin, where we attended the IFA Tech Trade Show. This is a trade show that's been going on for some time. I think it started back in the 20s. Uh, It has some history to it, and this year's show was bigger and better than I can remember. I've been going to the IFA show for about six or seven years now, and it really has grown. A lot of of new companies finding that uh, this is the biggest tech show, one of the biggest in the world, definitely the biggest in Europe. So it's uh, it's like the European version of the Consumer Electronics Show, which we attend every January in Las Vegas. Well, this was uh, just as big and just as many new products to talk about, uh, starting with uh, Samsung. Samsung have always had uh, made a lot of noise at IFA in the past. We've seen products like the, the Note family of smartphones unveiled, among other products. Uh, the Gear smartwatches, I think, made their debut back uh, a few years ago at IFA. This year, Samsung, uh, no exception, they, they did have plenty to say, plenty of new products to show off. Not, not that None that you would uh, come to expect, no, none, no smartphones, uh, no televisions. It was all about connected homes, the Internet of Things. That was sort of one aspect of it. But the things that caught our eye were the products, and that was the Ultra HD Blu-ray player. That's the world's first Ultra HD Blu-ray player. That's a 4K Blu-ray player that we're going to see in early 2016. It's going to be the UBS K8500. Now, this will play native 4K content from multi-layer UHD Blu-ray discs. The device itself, the product, has a curved front panel, 
Uh, they were also joined on stage by 20th Century Fox, who revealed the cover art for their first 4K Ultra HD release, which will be The Kingsman, The Secret Service, starring Colin Firth and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, it's a great action film, and it will be released along with the player in early 2016. So we're expecting to hear, uh, expecting to hear a lot more about that at CES. Moving right along, Samsung had another product that was unexpected. It was a sleep product. The product is called the Sleep Sense. Now, this is a sensor that fits under your mattress. Now, this is part of their big Internet of Things play, and, of course, uh, a health play as well, because sleep, as we all know, is very important to good health. Uh, Samsung realized that, and they've released this device to help people uh, find that good night's sleep. Now, this is a circular device, fits under your mattress, has sensors built in, so it can detect your heart rate, your breathing, and your movements, and then relay this information to a connected device, whether it's a smartphone or a tablet. Now, being a connected device, and with the whole Internet of Things picture, this device can also connect to your air conditioning system and create a better environment for you to sleep. So if you're feeling a little bit warm, it will turn the air conditioning up. Or if you're feeling a little bit cold, it'll warm up the room. So it does help uh, in, in that sense. Another thing it will do too, it'll also connect to your lights and to your television. So once this device detects when you've drifted off to sleep, your connected light system, your smart light system, will turn off. As will your television. Your television, once the sleep sense says, yep, he's asleep or she's asleep or they're asleep, it will turn off the TV as well. Now, if you're sleeping with a partner, if you're in a double bed, a queen-size bed, a king-size bed, it is one sleep sense per person. So you will need, if you're your partner sleeping next to you on the other side there, they will need their own sleep sense that can detect them. It can only detect one person at a time. So it needs to be placed under each side of the mattress. One other thing that uh, Samsung talked about in depth was the new Gear S2 smartwatch. Now, this was teased a couple of weeks ago, you may recall, at the Galaxy Note 5 and the Gear S6 Edge Plus launch a few weeks back in New York. Now, that uh, little 20-second teaser video uh, was enough to tantalize a lot of people for, before IFA, and Samsung then made good on their promise of showing it off at IFA and uh, went into a fair bit of detail. It's got a 1.2-inch AMOLED screen, resolution of 360 by 360, and it has that, that, that nice circular screen, which is it really, let's face it, looks like a watch. Now, what this device has is a rotating bezel. So the, 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 the frame on the edge of the watch around the outside of the circular face actually twists around it and acts a little bit, uh, acts like a navigation tool, a little bit like Apple Watch's digital crown. Now, you know that little windy thing on the right side of the Apple Watch? Rather than you covering the screen to navigate what you want to see, the, uh, the rotating bezel acts in the same way. So you twist it around, it'll zoom in, scroll through menus, scroll through apps, rather than you having to touch the screen or cover up the screen. It's got Bluetooth built in. It's got Wi-Fi. Uh, there is also going to be a model. There's going to be the Gear S2 and the Gear S2 Classic. Now, one of the models, the other uh, Classic is the slightly better model. That will have an eSIM. So an electronic SIM card on board so that it will not rely on being paired to your smartphone for its connectivity. 
So it will be able to connect to the internet, do things like even make and receive calls possibly without having a smartphone in sight. So if you're out on a run or you're just away from your phone, you're still in contact with that eSIM that's on board the Gear S2. Uh, it also has a play in their Internet of Things uh, strategy as well. Uh, it can do things like turning on lights on and off in your home, controlling other devices, even communicating with your car, doing things like being able to find where you parked your car, uh, even uh, turning on your air conditioner before you actually get in the car, little things like that. The Gear S2 smartwatch is going to be available in October. Uh, Sleep Sense out in later this year as well. And the, uh, the Ultra HD Blu-ray player, the first one we've ever seen from Samsung, from anyone uh, that's going to be out in January or sorry early 2016 I'm wishful thinking on my part uh, is, uh, is hoping it comes out in January could be a little bit later you never know you want to read all about those products you can find them at techguide.com.au this is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig Tech Guide keeping you updated and educated Next up is a smartphone from Huawei. This is the Chinese brand that's made quite an inroad in the smart wa- smartphone market, I should say. Uh, their last couple of years, they've had some pretty uh, significant design improvements. They've really become a more premium brand. Well, this time out, they, ha- they have released a new smartphone that's called the Mate S. Now, the reason I'm talking about this phone, there were plenty of phones released uh, during IFA. reason I'm talking about this particular device is because of a certain feature that they have included that was supposedly going to be one of the new features of the iPhone. I'm talking about Force Touch. Now, that's the new screen that we're going to discuss later in the help desk, uh, the Apple Rumor Roundup. That is the feature that Apple is reportedly including on the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. This allows users to have a deeper press on the screen. So to, to have a different deeper press gives you different options on the screen. Well, you know what? Huawei stole Apple's thunder at IFA and unveiled their own Force Touch technology. Now, during their demonstration, during the press conference, Huawei demonstrated the new Force Touch screen and showed how it can respond to different levels of pressure on the display. They even weighed an orange on the screen because of the force of the orange, the weight of the orange was pressing down. They had created an app that could measure weight. So it turns the screen, Force Touch turns the screen into a little scale. Now, this has uh, stolen a little bit of what Apple was going to reveal. Uh, I'm sure Apple will have other uh, plans as well. But this uh, really came as a bit of a surprise because uh, we weren't expecting not only this feature, but also for it to be called Force Touch. I wonder how many Apple, uh, how many members of the Apple legal team are now in touch. Well, that wasn't the only feature, of course, of the Mate S smartphone. They also had two other features. One was fingerprint sense, which is an improved version of what they had on the previous Mate, but another one called knuckle sense. Now, I don't mean uh, knuckle sandwich to knock some sense into you, but knuckle sense as in you can use your knuckle to knock on the screen, to even write letters on the screen as shortcuts. For example, if you want to look at the web, you you write an E with your knuckle, and it'll bring up the browser. You want the camera? Draw a C. If you want to listen to music, draw an M with your knuckle, and then those features will come straight up. I found that a little bit strange, knuckle sense, but there you go. That's what Huawei are including with their new Mate S smartphone. 
It does look pretty good. It's got a 13 megapixel camera. It's got a 5.5 inch screen. It's only 7.2 millimeters thick, so very, very slender indeed. It's got a so a three gig of RAM, 2700 milliamp hour battery. The uh, the device is going to be available in late September. That's the Mate S smartphone from Huawei, complete with Force Touch. You want to read more? Check it out. Techguide.com.au. Lenovo were at IFA as well, and Lenovo have uh, been having a pretty big year so far. They've had uh, some pretty good product launches uh, ever since October last year. I was actually in London when they announced all their new yoga range of products, uh, and one of those devices was a tablet with a projector built in. Well, that device has since been upgraded, and we saw that new product, the Yoga Tab 3 Pro, at IFA. Now, it's still a 10-inch tablet. It's a quad HD screen. It's got a Qualcomm Snapdragon quad-core processor, so plenty of power under the hood there. Two gig of RAM, running Android 5.1, and it's also got the projector. But in this case, the projector is now located on the outside of the barrel. Before, it was on the end of the barrel, so you would actually have to have the tablet facing side-on to the wall or the screen or the ceiling or wherever you wanted to project your image. And now, uh, the projector is actually, it's a little Pico projector that comes out of the front of the tablet. So when you're sitting in front of the tablet itself, uh, it is a lot easier to position position the uh, tablet to project up to a 70-inch picture. And, uh, and there's also four speakers in a JBL front-facing soundbar. So not only are you getting a cinema experience, you're also getting the audio experience on top of that. Now, it does have uh, the ability, as I said, to project a 70-inch screen. Uh, 70-inch screen. Uh, it's also got uh, the quad HD screen which is super sharp and super clear. And it's also got that handy hinge that I mentioned where the projector is located. So you've got four different modes where you can have it uh, as a viewing stand, as a typing stand, as a handle, or you can even, there's, there's a hole in the hinge where you can actually hang it from somewhere as well. So plenty of ways for you to position the Yoga Tab 3, Tab Pro 3. Uh, stay tuned for a full review. We've only just seen the product in Germany. Uh, we're looking forward to getting our hands on it and writing all about it on techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the security company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Speaking about your family, do you know what your kids are up to on the internet. A recent survey by internet security company Norton shows that almost three quarters of Australian parents are in the dark when it comes to knowing what their kids are getting up to online. Are you one of these parents? Helping your kids grow up in the digital age of social media, online stranger danger, sexting and cyberbullying adds a new dimension to parenting. And Norton wants to help give you the tools that you need to open up the conversation with your kids about online safety. Norton Family is a free online service that lets you keep tabs on wherever your kids go, whatever they do, and what they see online. So that it helps them develop good online habits. Now, to learn more and to start using Norton Family for free, visit norton.com.au forward slash au forward slash protecting kids. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenney. Tech Guide. 
Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm a Star Wars fan, a massive Star Wars fan. So when we found out that part of Force Friday was going to be while we were in Berlin for a start, but what it was going to involve was the very first look at the new BB-8 toy droid from Sphero. Now, those of you who have seen the teaser trailers for the new Star Wars The Force Awakens, the upcoming film, would have noticed the new R2 droid is basically a ball with a dome on top. Now, a lot of people thought that was a special effect, but it's actually a practical prop. It was created, in fact, by Sphero, the company that brought out that first robotic ball. Now, they used their technology, the producers at Star Wars, uh, for the new film. They had this concept in mind and went to Sphero to see if it was possible to make it. Well, not only did they make it, they made a, made a very good version of it. Uh, it looks terrific. Uh, it, it is uh, incredible how it works. The dome happens to stay on top, can spin around, uh, and looks terrific in the film. Well, guess what? They've made the toy version that we got our first look at while we're at, at uh, IFA in Berlin. Now, I've written about it on Tech Guide. I actually shot a little video. It's a 90-second video that has actually gone nuts on YouTube. It's had 150,000 views. This little first look of the Sparrow BB-8 droid. So it shows the droid pairing with the iPhone app that controls it. connects via Bluetooth. Uh, it also shows it driving around. It also shows the little hologram that it can make. Uh, you can check that out. But the, the device itself, it comes with a charging stand. It's got a little ball. So it's a similar ball from the actual the original Sparrow. The magnetic dome sits on top and with little wheels underneath actually manages to stay on top of the ball no matter how it rolls around the room. It really is something. You really need to check it out. The Sparrow BB-8 uh, is controlled by Bluetooth, as I said. It can ha it ha has voice commands, can go on patrol, so it can go around by itself. When it sees an obstacle, it moves around it uh, and has that hologram feature that I mentioned. The BB-8 from Sphero, priced at $249. It's going to be available from JB Hi-Fi, Maya, Harvey Norman, and Apple Stores. And from next week, Toys R Us are picking it up as well. We love it. We think you'll love it too. Check out not only my story at techguide.com.au, but also my video. My, my uh, YouTube video, which has gone viral, yeah, I've got to say. It's got 150,000 views. Uh, that's viral in my books. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide, now a Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Okay, our interview this week is with Sony's product marketing manager for Sony Mobile, Diana Gonzalez. Now, I, uh, I should say up front that I was a guest of Sony. Sony did take me to Berlin for the IFA Tech Show, and I was there to take a look at their new smartphones. They've released a new family of smartphones, the Xperia Z5. The Z5 Compact, then you've got the Z5 in the middle, and you've also got then the Z5 Premium. Now, they're all powered by an octa-core processor. They've all got Android 5.1, and they've all got 32 gig of internal memory plus an expandable memory slot with a, so you can use a micro SD card. Now, they do have different screen sizes, but one other thing they do have in common is an excellent 23-megapixel camera. Now, this is really something else. This camera uh, has got the world's fastest autofocus, 0.03 of a second that is so fast it uses a, a hybrid 
uh, autofocus system based on face detection and contrast. So between those two, it can find that focus almost instantly and allow you not to miss that moment. Uh, the, the, the camera, uh, I was testing it while I was in, in, uh, in Berlin, uh, takes excellent photos, especially low-light photos. The sensor really picks up that extra light, uh, has also HDR as well. It has inherited some of the features from Sony's family of Alpha DSLR cameras. So uh, really, in a smartphone, you've got a camera of such quality. Uh, now, to go through all the different screen sizes, let's start with the Z5 Compact. It's got a 4.6-inch screen, uh, and it is the smallest of the, of the line. Moving up to the Z5, that's got a 5.2-inch full HD screen. The Compact has a HD screen. Then you move up to the Z5 Premium. Now, this is a 5.5-inch screen. It's a 4K screen, the world's first 4K screen on a smartphone. Sony thought, well, your smartphone is a device you look at. It's a screen you look at so many times a day, so much more than any other screen in your life. So why not make it a 4K screen? So you're loving what you're looking at. And 4K has been adopted so quickly, so much faster than HD. 4K TV sales now make up 16% of the market. So plenty, plenty of content coming. And if you do want to watch your content on the move, uh, you can see it in all its glory in 4K. It also incorporates Sony's Tri-Luminous technology, its X-Reality Pro technology, and also with the cameras I mentioned, that, that, that also has inherited uh, the new uh, Sony, some of the products, for, some of the features from the Sony Alpha family. But what it, what it also changed is an all-new sensor on the camera as well. And this actually processes the picture on that actual sensor. Rather than, rather than sending it out to the main sensor of the phone, it looks after it within its own sensor, within the camera's very own sensor. So not only you get ex excellent results, it's also saving the battery as well. Speaking of the battery, that is one of the other pain points that Sony has addressed here. You've, you're talking about a two-day battery life. So what, what, how that is achieved is through technology as well. So what it's got, it's got a, a memory caching system. So rather than refreshing the screen hundreds of times per second, the Z5 devices actually caches that information on the screen and only refreshes the parts that move or change. So rather than you getting a whole new screen hundreds of times a second, you're only getting the bits that move. What this does, because you, it doesn't have to refresh that big screen so often, you're getting a massive battery saving. On the audio side, the Xperia Z5 smartphones have got high-res audio support, and the Z5 Premium also ships with digital noise-canceling headphones. So quite a package indeed, the Z5 family of phones. Uh, we wanted to find out a little bit more uh, about the, not only the devices, but how Sony were going to market this to the consumers in this world where Apple and Samsung are dominating the smartphone market. We spoke to Diana Gonzalez, the Sony mobile product manager, about how she was going to approach marketing these new devices. Here's what she had to say earlier. Hi, Diana. Thanks for joining me. We're here in Berlin at IFA. Is this your first IFA? Have you been here before? Uh, no, uh, it's my second EFA actually, okay. so yeah. So we're here obviously to talk about Sony Xperia Z5. We're looking at three new devices. Why, why have three? Why not just have one phone? Why do you need three phones? Well, uh, our idea in Sony is to deliver uh, an option to every taste. So we are bringing um, 
a set five series with two form factors in terms of um, the flagship. So we have our set five as the main flagship and the set five compact for people that want uh, a little bit of the handheld uh, experience. Um, and also we're introducing the first um, 4K uh, displayed smartphone with the set five premium. That's uh, another type of consumer uh, in terms of um, a bigger screen demanding more uh, quality on the viewing experience yeah. itself. So. so you're catering for all users. So you have a 4.6-inch screen on the Z5 Compact. Yes. We have a 5.2-inch screen on the Z5. Yes. And then all the way up to this little beautiful Z5 Premium, 5.5, 4K screen. The first in the market to have a 4K screen. That's right. And Sony knows a little bit about 4K screens, don't they? So exactly. we're seeing that here. So basically, um, this, this product is the result of uh, listening what are the new trends in viewing experience, how people it's uh, caring every time more about the quality because uh, they are consuming every, every day more uh, these kind of contents in the go. Mm -hmm. So when they are traveling or when people's commuting, um, they are getting used to have... Uh, long hours of um, uh -huh. so viewing you, experience. So you've listened to the customers, you, you, you're bringing out products that uh, respond to customer demands. Exactly. That's one part of the equation. And the other one, it's uh, working close, uh, closely with our uh, brands in the Sony family. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, uh, Bravia, it's a uh, it's leader in uh, 4K um, development uh, and mm -hmm. technology. And that's, what, that's the technology that we're bringing now in the mobile mm -hmm. phones. And what, there's a few things in common with these devices too. The, the biggest feature that for that I see is the camera, 23 megapixel, the same across all, all devices. That's and right. Sony knows a thing or two about uh, the cameras as well. That's right. So we are, we are very happy to announce a new camera module that was developed in conjunction with our Sony Alpha engineers from our uh, digital mm -hmm. interchangeable lens uh, division. Um, so uh, we are bringing the top, um, the top um, quality in the digital image in creation with a new sensor 23 megapixels as you just mentioned but also hybrid autofocus which helps you to have a very a good performance in terms of mm -hmm. the speed and quality of capture and uh, again this is uh, the learning that we have from uh, the technology developed for um, our sure. professional cameras. So we, uh, I noticed the 4K screen so we're looking at our screen so often it, it does help to have a good screen like that but also too our smartphones have now become our go-to cameras yes. so having a good good quality across the board here at your fingertips, that, that must be a huge selling point. Yes, exactly. So um, bringing and leveraging all the expertise that we have uh, in the Sony electronics family um, and bringing that to the consumer in a very small form factor, it's very important because uh, the mobile phone is the device that we have with us every time and every day. So it's very important um, now that um, we are uh, delivering the top quality that we already know we can achieve in a yeah. very small Yeah, and you, you used to work for Alpha, is that Right, you, uh, so, That's right. So you, you've come across to, uh, with the, to the phones as well? Yes, It's exactly. a package deal. It's a package deal, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're very happy to, to have this, uh, this new camera model in this. Okay. One other thing, and I think uh, a lot of smartphone users will probably, if you ask them what's one thing they don't like about their phone, nine times out of ten I think a lot of people will respond, the battery. 
That's right. But you guys, Xperia, Sony Xperia Z5, has also done something about that, a two-day battery life. That's right. So, um, yeah, this is um, we are continuously working uh, to make more efficient um, in terms of the architecture of the device to get grip of the battery. Um, so, for instance, in our previous generations, we already achieved two-day uh, two battery lives. And even if we are um, including more technolo technology here, we're always thinking about that important point of giving a worry-free experience to the end user because we don't want people to look for plugs to charge. Mm -hmm. And um, therefore, uh, we are not compromising the battery standards that we Put, we, we ourselves put to, to our devices in, in uh, even if we're delivering more um, yeah. technology inside. But well, the, the efficiency, I suppose, is where, where that comes into, the, the, the technology working efficiently, that helps save the battery life. That's the right. The screen technology, the image caching, exactly. the memory technology caching as well. So uh, in terms of marketing, and that, that this, is, this falls into your, your brief, being the marketing manager here, how do, you, how do we market these products? How do you market these products to uh, a market where a lot of people are just seeing Apple and Samsung? How, how do these cut through that? Um, I think what we are <coughs> delivering here, it's uh, some uh, solution to the pain points that we hear, that it's um, something common in all the market and um, for every type of user, which is basically uh, the camera, the battery, and also part of worry-free design, um, which uh, it's something that I believe we're, we're um, kind of uh, making um, kind of a statement in all those areas. And then uh, on top of that, uh, I think uh, working with our operators and having this experience of having the phone and also seeing how it works and uh, communicating these three key mm -hmm. pillars, uh, it's how we aim to to show um, the technology and the capacity that we have uh, mm -hmm. available. So get it respond. in people's hands once they see it. Yeah, once yeah, they see so, it. And so you'll be working pretty closely with operators as well to That's do that? That's right. That's okay, right. So what... Uh, and we're going to see these uh, in, the, in the coming weeks and months. I understand the Z5 Premium is October launch. Uh, actually, Z5 will be Z5 and Z5 Compact will be in markets um, starting October, okay. and uh, Z5 Premium November. November. So, yeah, okay. it will depend in terms of uh, the markets when exactly, but that the time frame globally is speaking okay and, and at the show here the, i noticed the there's some great demonstrations demonstrating 4k technology that's right the side-by-side -side comparisons yeah. that's really compelling are you going to try to have sort of that at point of sale as well uh, um, yeah we're uh, definitely keen to do that it all depends on how uh, the operators uh, could allow us or work mm -hmm. with us to to achieve that but i think that's a very interesting comparison because uh, people will realize how much quality we can deliver mm -hmm. in the side-by-side -side comparison. I think it's very um, straightforward, and that's where you could really, you know, mm -hmm. understand what's the meaning yeah. of the best viewing experience. Absolutely. Now, in terms of the, the marketing, are you going to do go down traditional sort of TV, radio, online, or are you going to do more of a social approach? What, what, well, what's your target audience for these? I think, well, I think uh, we are um, keen to work a lot into the social uh, part of the of the elements, but I think it will vary by, by market. Um, globally, we are creating a whole communication, holistic communication, um, but I think definitely social media is one of the key elements because it could be very uh, dynamic, very, you know, um, two-way communication, so that's one of the key elements. Uh, but of course, we we are um, we are aware that we need to cover all the other areas too. Yeah, well, very exciting times. The Xperia Z5 series. Really looking forward to seeing them in the market. Diana, thanks for your time. Thank you for your time.
The Tech Guy podcast is also proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've just released the new Nighthawk modem router, the X4S. This is their fastest modem router ever. This is the newest addition to the Nighthawk family, and it will deliver AC Wi-Fi speeds at up to 1,900 megabits per second. Supports both ADSL and VDSL connections. It's got a dual-core 1.4 gigahertz processor, multi-user, multiple-in, multiple-out capability, so your data is streaming faster and more efficiently than ever before. VDSL is one of those new technologies being utilized by the NBN, so by upgrading to the D7000, you're future-proofing your network. Enjoy smooth video and music streaming and eliminate lag when online gaming with the Nighthawk X4S. So if you want super fast Wi-Fi speeds and the ultimate range, it does reach a lot further than the older modem, this is the device for you. So check out the new Nighthawk modem router, the X4S from Netgear. Search D7000 at netgear.com.au. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. I thought I'd do a little something different, a little different with the Tech Guide help desk this week, and I was going to turn it into the Rumor Roundup ahead of the Apple event later this week. Uh, Tech Guide will be over there. We are leaving uh, this week to go to this event being held by Apple in San Francisco. It will be uh, broadcast, streamed live at 3 a.m. Thursday morning, Sydney time. So if you're on the east coast of Australia, 3 a.m. Thursday the 10th is when the event takes place, 10 a.m. on the 9th if you're in San Francisco. And we thought we'd just go through a few rumors about what we can expect to see. There's so many rumors circulating, uh, we thought we'd go through them. For a start, the the, uh, event is at a brand new location. Apple has never held an event at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. They usually have a bit more of an intimate uh, location as uh, they have released their the original iPad, previous iPhones, other products have often been at much smaller venues. Well, not this time. This suggests that Apple got, has got a really big event planned. The Bill Graham Civic Auditorium has a capacity of 7,000. So expect a much larger like a worldwide developers conference type keynote audience. It's going to be pretty big. Now, what what this event's going to be, it's pretty obvious that we're going to see new iPhones. Now, the iPhones themselves, uh, it's that time of year, so it's a no-brainer. Yes, there'll be new iPhones. Now, if Apple follow the usual roadmap, we're going to be seeing a the same design, but with improvements on the inside. The only design change we're hearing is that it may be slightly thicker, and by slightly I'm meaning like fractions of a millimetre because it's actually had a stronger chassis design. Now, uh, do you remember those idiots that were bending the iPhone 6 Plus and calling it Bendgate? Well, Apple have uh, decided to make this phone a little bit stronger. There'll still be a 4.7 and a 5.5-inch iPhones. Uh, What will they be called? Well, we're thinking it's a pretty good bet that it's going to be the iPhone 6S and the iPhone 6S Plus. That has been the naming convention since 2009. We had the 3G in 2008, 3GS in 2009, the iPhone 4 in 2010, 4S in 2011, the 5 in 2012, 5S in 2013, and last year we had the iPhone 6. So you can expect in 2015 the iPhone 6S, 6S Plus, and they'll both be running the new iOS 9 software. But what will there be included with these devices? Now, you can remember earlier I spoke about the Huawei Force Touch smartphone. 
Well, this was one of the tent pole features of the new iPhones. The Force Touch display has already included on Apple products, including the Apple Watch and on the MacBook trackpads. So the harder you press, the more, the more force you exude, the different result you get, the different outcome that you're allowed from the display. What we're also going to see is a faster processor. Well, I think we're up to the A9 processor. And each year, Apple seems to get a little bit more out of the processor in terms of speed and performance and efficiency. The more efficient the processor can make the phone, the longer the battery will last. And that's a feature that plenty of people will be happy to hear about. There'll also be a better camera. The rumors are pretty strong that the uh, the iPhone's rear camera, which I think is about 8 megapixel at the moment, is going to jump up to... 12. We even heard 13 megapixel. Apple may stick to 12. I'm surmising maybe they didn't like the idea of having 13. Maybe there's someone superstitious over there at Apple. We'll all know later this week, depending on whether they have a 12 or a 13 megapixel camera. Front-facing camera is also going to get a big jump, 1.2 megapixel to a 5 megapixel selfie camera. Now, the new iPhones are obviously going to be aimed at the top end of town, but what about for entry-level customers or customers who can't quite afford those high-end phones? The rumor, strong rumor is that they may release the iPhone 6C, which, as you recall from a couple of years ago, it was the uh, cheaper version of the iPhone 5. So it's basically the 5, just in a new jacket. What we're thinking may happen is that the iPhone 6 from this year, the current model, before the 6S, may be repackaged as a slightly cheaper model uh, in in a plastic chassis, so it keeps that price down and makes it a little bit more affordable. The other big news about products is the Apple TV. Apparently, we're going to see a new design uh, and new features, including Siri on board, its own app store, uh, trackpad uh, controller, or trackpad on the new remote control as well. And lastly, and we think this will be the one more thing moment uh, at the presentation, new iPads. Now, this this rumor has been around for a while. It came and went, but it has come back with a vengeance in the last couple of weeks. And we're talking about the possibility of an iPad Pro. This is a 12-inch iPad. So it is going to be, obviously, the biggest iPad they've produced. The iPad Air, we suspect, is just going to get a bit of a processor refresh maybe a camera improvement. The iPad uh, mini, well, we're up to version 4. Uh, whether there's a change in design, we doubt. Probably just get an, another improvement in the processor and possibly an improvement in the camera. But it's the iPad Pro that's got us intrigued. Now, we're thinking that uh, Microsoft's had a pretty free run with its Surface Pro and Surface 3 tablets, uh, tablets that can be used as laptop replacements as well. We think this is Apple's response to challenge Microsoft in that particular segment. The iPad Pro, possibly a 12-inch screen. Uh, the Apple Watch, there won't be a new Apple Watch because the new one, the, the previous one, the first one, was announced at last year's event, and we don't think this is a, a, a product they're going to change every year. This is going to be kind of like the iMac and the MacBook Pro that uh, retains its look for years at a time. So don't expect a new Apple Watch. But what you can expect, though, are new Apple Watch bands. Uh, you're going to see some new uh, sports bands, possibly some third-party bands. You never know. They may have some of them as well but I'm sure Apple are going to produce a whole lot more. If you want to read about those uh, those rumor roundups, you can find it at techguide.com.au. 
And that is our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. Email us, info at techguide.com.au. If you're on Twitter, I'm at Stephen Fennick, and that's Stephen spelt with a PH. I'm at Stephen Fennick on Instagram as well, same spelling. So uh, feel free to get in touch or follow me. A special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that keeps you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. Been wonderful having you with us once again, and we look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.